Midlife crisis. Midlife crisis? That's the topic. Okay. Um, so let's, let's just kind of define the terms here. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a term, it is a phrase that has a lot of cultural familiarity. It's a phrase virtually everyone's heard of. Yeah. And yet your first reaction, which is my first reaction as well, is what are you even talking about? Right. Um, when you hear that, what, what's the th- what's, what jumps to mind? Well, my, what, what my cultural association with that is a balding middle-aged white guy mm-hmm. in his like 50s okay. who has divorced his wife, mm-hmm. uh, mar- remarried a trophy wife, right. and got a red convertible. That is, I bet if you t- took a thousand people and asked them to describe what comes to mind, most of the most of the specific points you just mentioned would show up in people's. Yeah, I just I just won Family Feud. That's right. Like I just won the top. <laughs> That's exactly right. the, top the top four one, answers. The top two, the yeah, top yeah, three, the top yeah. four. That's exactly right. You get uh, balding white guy. Yep. You get trophy wife. Yep. You get uh, red convertible. Yep. I think to me those are like survey says. Yeah. <laughs> ding ding ding. Um, so that's the stereotype. That's the that's the trope. So wait, is midlife fifties? Well, and so because I would the only thing I I kind of I, I that where my description would have been different yours is I think would have said forties. Ay ay ay. Yeah. As somebody who's who's I yeah can, I can peer over and I can see forties. Well, I mean, it's you just know, they over call the forty over the hill, right? Like no, theoretically, so, isn't that when is doesn't that phrase mean forty is halfway? You die at, you die at eighty. So That's I remember I remember my uh, parents had a. F- uh, my parents' 50th birthday party, or my mom's specifically, my mom's 50th birthday party, we had a surprise party at the house, mm. and they called that over the hill, and there are signs. Was, okay, and, and sure. So I always thought 50 was over the hill, hmm. and so maybe but that's... But traditionally, that's not it. 40 is traditionally over the hill. Well, and, and th- that being the hill being the, the arc of your life, and if the, you know, the uh, actuari- actuarial table say that people, you know, tend to die uh, at live to 78 80 whatever it is sure. um then then you would say half that is, right. is it would be 40 right um but i think i don't know i, I i've always, for whatever reason i've thought of midlife crisis as happening in the 50s in the 50s and either so I way would, i would get on the on the family feud i would get a uh, eh on eh. that so even if you were to scope out what, what both of us are, are suggesting it's still uh you know somewhere between 40 and 60 right it's still that that's the range we're talking about here sure um nevertheless so it's it's at this age what is is it something you think that everybody experiences or is it a uh something unique to the balding guy in the convertible well as speaking as a uh a already bald uh person okay. um i uh <laughs> But I don't have a convertible. You don't have a convertible. Um, you don't have uh, a, a a first or trophy wife. Correct. Correct. <laughs> but well, okay, so let's go back to that. I think the balding is signifies this idea of your body is different than it used to be. Yeah, you're something de- you thought was always going to be there. Your hair isn't there. Uh, hair today, gone tomorrow. Hair, <laughs> right. And now that you're in your forties or fifties, you're like ah. This is making me upset because I'm um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you're aging, you're decaying. Uh-huh. It's reminding you of your your own mortality. Yeah. Reminds you of your regrets that you have for things that you've done or things you haven't done. Yeah. Uh, and so you try to take stock of your life and you say, wait a minute, I'm going to make some changes because I don't like where I am or I'm not I'm not the person I thought that I was going to be at this point. Right. And so therefore, is anyone ever the person they thought they were going to be at this point? I'm pretty much who I thought I was going to really? be at this point. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I don't mean that. That sounds, that sounds, <laughs> sounds much more insulting. Really? This, this is what you wanted. <laughs> no, I, 
<laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, interested. Yeah, Surprised. this is this is who I am. Yeah. I'm, 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 that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. yeah. Aren't you the person you think you would be? Uh, no. Really? No. no, I've undershot what I wanted for myself. You've undershot. Yeah. I failed to achieve my ambition. So here we are uh, sharing this space, this time right now. That's right. And I, I feel like I've, I've maybe overshot, and, and you feel like you've undershot, but here we are at the same. So mm-hmm. is it, um, were my ambitions uh, uh, too low, uh, or were yours too high, or uh, which one of us is, uh, has made some terrible mistakes? What do, you mean, what do you mean by too low or too high? Like, how do you judge, by, by what metric do you, do, does one judge ambition? Do you expect? Do you think you'll have a midlife crisis? I think I had a third life crisis. What's a third life? So it's not a quarter life crisis, and it's oh, not okay. a, a midlife crisis. Like a thirties crisis. A thir- uh, not a thirties crisis, but um. Or what's the thing that you're experiencing? No, I mean I'm I'm 38 now, and right. last year my husband turned 40, and so I'm I'm well aware of like this 40 number just mm-hmm. looming there. I'm like less than two years away from 40. Yeah. And it's oh my gosh. Yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, it seems like, uh, time is passing me by. That's because time is passing you by. Time is passing me by. Um, what, okay. Let's assume you, uh, we had a Oracle into the future and all we know is What about an SAP? And all we know is that you definitely do have a, um, significant midlife crisis, right? You, Brian Walsh, like, oh man, you'll never guess what Brian Walsh ended up doing. What do you think they're talking about? Uh, what I'm getting at is what's your... Yeah, what's my what, version of the, the trophy wife and the... And the, the convertible. The red the convertible. Thing, right, because the guy gets the convertible and the trophy wife because he always wanted to have sex with younger women and he always wanted to drive around in a fast car with the top down. And so he's like, damn it, that's what I'm going to do. And he couldn't afford... He couldn't afford to do that when he was younger. When he was young, exactly. He couldn't so, afford the sports car. So he couldn't afford like, to impress that woman. Instead of like... And and then it's almost like part of the equation is what, wait, does, what? why is it always a man? What? That's a great question. I don't know. Do women have mid midlife crisis? I mean, truly, it feels like it's a human a yeah. human thing. Uh, it must manifest itself differently. Either it's because just you know culturally the men hog the spotlight. Yeah, the, the uh, patriarchy is is yeah, rearing its head right, even right. in our. So maybe that's it. Um, but it could also just be that the manifestation is more visible uh, in the stereotype of the man doing it, like. What I was about to say is he doesn't um, make some fundamental ch- – like, I feel like the women, woman's midlife crisis is the eat, pray, love stereotype of, like, I'm going to go off on a journey to find myself. Part of what I think is built into the midlife crisis um, trope is that he's, he's scratching the itch superficially. He's getting the, the sort of trappings of the life that he thinks he wants. He's getting the convertible because that's a thing he can buy. He's, you know, he's getting the young wife because – you know, in theory, this is the guy who's got some money, but it's like he, he never um, he never became a better person. So he's he's just filling the gaps with what he has, with the mm. money that he has. So it's a sort of uh, superficial way of addressing the human need. He's filling the hole in his soul with a convertible. Yeah. So I don't think that I'm going to have a midlife crisis in that way. I don't, and, and that's, <clears throat> and I'm I'm very close to the age uh, in which, uh, as you have stated, that that, that will come about. Now well, you're only I think two I, years behind me, I, I'll, mind sure. you. Sure. So you don't think you're going to have a midlife crisis, or you don't anticipate having a midlife crisis of that type? Yeah, I don't think. But what what is I don't your think thing? I, I mean, what's wh- the thing? What's the what's the thing you always wanted to do, even if it's silly? 
Because I think that's the other part of this midlife crisis, which I find admirable, which is this idea of like, I don't, I, I just want to do the thing I've always wanted to do. Yeah, it's have a podcast with my friend Eric. Is that <laughs> so, <laughs> Some people call it silly. So the secret to your Those success people are right. is modest ambitions. <laughs> <laughs> this is not even an ambition. I mean, I'll, I am barely modest. Uh, I, I No, I, uh, yeah, I don't think there's any drastic change. I, I Here's the thing, and maybe th- this is, I'm not articulating this well, but I think that I don't, whatever ennui I might have in my life, it's isn't that I need a drastic change where I need to dump my partner and get a, you know, uh, a new convertible. Like, I, I, if anything, it's I want I, I want to optimize what I already have and maximize the potential of what I already have. Uh, and so it's not... Yeah, nothing gets the blood boiling like optimizing and maximizing. <laughs> no, but like it's and yet yeah, maybe, you know, I, I, I've been talking, you know, we, we talked earlier about tattoos. I, I don't think I'd get a tattoo. I don't think I'd get an ear pierced again. Uh-huh. Um, like, I, did you get an ear pierced before? I had an ear pierced uh, right after college. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I got, me to I, picture got, I got like a loop. I mean, up, I'm able to up. picture it. It's just hard for me. <laughs> That's a good line. Uh, no, I was uh, with uh, with some uh, friends in. Uh, we were doing the trip through Europe, and we were at a like a Marie Claire's or one of those stores in Dublin at a oh. mall in Dublin, Ireland. Mm. And I decided to get my ear pierced, and it actually on a whim. On a not yeah on a whim. Is I mean, it something you had kind of kicked around? As I kind of kicked around, and then like the opportunity was there, and I went with like my friend Lacey. I remember mm-hmm. and right here, uh, Audrey and Jean. You know that that I think. I have to. I have to think. I don't know because I actually, was, if if I look at my ear, I could probably find it because it got infected. Oh, it got a little like it you got irritated, say. and I end up uh, having to take it out within six months. Okay. Yeah. So, growing up, was there? Did you learn the school left is right about and it? right yeah, is gay? One of them. One of them left, is gay. Left is right and right is gay. Is that what it is? Right is yeah. Left is right and right is gay. Okay. That was what we were told. I don't remember that phrasing of it. Um, and I don't think I remember which was which, but I, I assume. You know. I, I was I was well aware of but these. But one of them, yeah, one of them was the one you're supposed to get, and the other one was gay, which yeah. is of course bad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, so you got that six months later after what sounds like six months of an infected ear. What well, was an infected, infected, but it was like irritated yeah. and like would get so swollen and yeah. I think it, I did end up going to a doctor. I think to. to <laughs> and uh, since then, are you off piercings? Entirely? Uh, I have never understood the attraction of piercings. I just, I don't get it. On men or women? On, I mean, my wife has pierced ears. That's pretty traditional. And. Yeah, in this patriarchy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, there was a woman, uh, I guess a girl I went to school with who got a nose ring. She had a younger sister who died of cancer. It was really tragic. And uh, then like a year later, she got a nose ring. And she was like a really goody two-shoes girl getting a nose ring was her kind of like F it. I just always wanted to do this. And, yeah. and, and she was not the kind of girl who you would think would do this. And it was a mild sensation in eighth grade. Her nose had a nice ring to it. It's pretty good. <laughs> With the exception of like that and traditional, what I think of as traditional earring, I don't really get piercings. They don't bother me, but it feels like something. Um, it feels like the way, you know, people like a sport that I don't like to watch. That that, that thing you were talking about, your the friend from eighth grade who said, F it, I've always wanted to do this. Anyways, I'm going to get my nose pierced. Yeah. I don't have that version 
of you don't have it, a thing in the barrel that you've always yeah, wanted to do. Yeah, effort. I've always wanted to do this. I'm going to do it. Right. Like I don't have that, and that's. I think that's what I'm talking about. Like I'm not sure if I if I do have a middle life crisis. The, the pent up demand, the the psychic demand to do a thing. Fill in the blank. Yeah. That you've always wanted to do. No. The convertible I, you've always wanted to buy. Yeah, no, I, right. I, I don't have the aspirations to a convertible. I mean, there's more travel I want to do, but I already, I do travel right. in a way that I enjoy, and there's probably more of it I want to do. Right. Um, this, but this is, I mean, this makes, you, this makes me happy for you. Like, it tells me that you're living in according to what, what's important to you. Okay, next topic. 